20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Thanks for joining me today. We did not have any practice on Tuesday to discuss. They did have a walkthrough, but it was not open to the public or to the media. Um, I'm sure there was probably not much going on with it anyway. It was probably a very slow walkthrough, uh, but we do have two joint practices coming up on Wednesday and Thursday with the New England Patriots before we get to Saturday's preseason game. These next four days are going to be you know, massive for some of the players that are trying to make this team should be highly entertaining. There should be a ton to talk about both with the joint practices and with the preseason game. So we're going to have a ton of fun with that. But before we get there, I figured today would be a great midway point to talk about the 53-man roster. Now, a couple things before we jump in. First and foremost, this is still very much in flux, right? We just talked about you've got two joint practices with the Patriots. You've got a preseason game with the Patriots. You've got another preseason game after that. So a lot is still to be determined with how this Packers team is going to play and be put together. There's probably going to be some injuries that could shape this roster as well. So a long way to go until we get to our final prediction and our final destination of actually putting that 53-man roster together. But we have had, what, you know, 12 practices already, including joint practices with the Bengals, the first preseason game. So I figured it would be great to kind of look at it today at a midway point and kind of see where we're at at this very juncture. The second thing is you may remember me a few weeks ago saying, hey, don't worry about the 53-man roster. It's actually about the 69-man roster, the 53 plus the 16-man practice squad. I'm not going back on that. I still believe that. And that's why today I'm going to go over my 53 as well as my practice squad, who's on the injured list, who's on the exempt list, and who ultimately gets released. And I'll go through my decisions for each and every one of those. So let's start right away with the quarterback position. And I know some people immediately might be thinking, hey, they're going to keep three quarterbacks because of the new rule. They have the new rule now where you can keep the emergency third quarterback active on game days. So clearly they are going to have a third quarterback on this roster. I do think that is going to play into the their calculus a little bit, but the bigger thing here is to make sure that you're keeping the best 53 players and ultimately making sure that you're keeping the 53 players that you don't, you know, you don't want claimed by other teams, right? And with that in mind, just where this team is at right now and not wanting to subject some of those younger players to waivers that have had really, really good, strong start to training camp and that you want to have, you know, basically continue to learn and develop in your system. Right now, I do not think Magoo is in that sort of 53 man, you know, I guess, criteria for, you know, trying to keep your best 53 players. And that's no disrespect to him. I just don't see him in that upper echelon of players at this point. And to me, he is much more likely to be a practice squad player. Now, they could call him up for game days if there were some concern with maybe a quarterback being banged up or something like that. But I think that's going to be used more in playoffs where you want to make sure that you don't have a San Francisco 49ers situation like they had a season ago where you're caught basically with no quarterbacks to play, right? As of right now, I'm keeping two quarterbacks, Jordan Love and Sean Clifford, and that's it. You put Magoo on the practice squad, which we'll talk about in just a little bit, and we'll go over everyone that made the practice squad as well. But I don't see much other option or decision here. This is very clear and obvious. Jordan's obviously going to be the one. Sean's going to be the two. And then the only question at this point is, do they bring somebody else in? Is it Magoo's spot on the practice squad? And then that that's kind of it right now. I don't think there's any other discussion to be had. I'd be very, very surprised if they kept three quarterbacks unless... There was a quarterback that was waived at cutdown time that they really thought 
highly of, and they wanted to bring that quarterback on the roster to develop. That's really the only situation where I could see them keeping three on the 53, unless Alex Magoo just goes completely off in the next two games and all of a sudden tears it up out of nowhere. That'd be the, the I guess, the only other you know spot where that would maybe take place. But right now, I'm going Jordan Love and Sean Clifford, two quarterbacks on the active 53-man roster. Running back, I will take you back to one year ago at this time. Well, nobody else thought it was really possible and no one else had been discussing it. Last year, I had been talking about, hey, I think there's a really good chance that Green Bay could only keep two running backs. I think they're going to keep Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I think they're going to release everyone else with the idea that they can get any of those guys back on the practice squad. Fast forward a year, and I think the exact same thing. And that's exactly what happened last year. They went with Jones and Dillon, got everyone they wanted back on the practice squad. And I think it's going to be the same thing this year. And I think if anything, their sort of embarrassment of riches of having four running backs that they probably feel pretty fond of, I think is going to give them even more confidence that, hey, even if one of those guys does get claimed, we can get the other three guys back. And the odds of one getting claimed, I think you guys, um, and I, some of you may know this, I'm not preaching to you in any way, shape or form, but I think people need to remember that there's like 10 guys that get claimed in the entirety of the NFL. Like one out of, you know, every, you know, what, three teams in the NFL has like a guy claimed. And obviously some teams have more than one or whatever, but it is very, very minimal. The amount of players that actually get claimed after that first round of cutdowns in the whole scheme of things. So everyone thinks that their player is going to be the one that gets claimed by another team. It's very rarely the case. And like I said, they have four of them that I think they're going to feel highly of. Now, Part of the issue here a little bit is the fact that Lou Nichols and Tyler Goodson are both injured at the moment, and we don't have a great feel for when they might be coming back. Lou Nichols was a seventh round pick, and we know that Brian doesn't like releasing his draft choices. He's been the fourth best of the remaining running backs, like period, end of story. If you had to rank the four running backs outside of Jones and Dylan right now, if you wanted to argue you know, Goodson, Emmanuel Wilson, Patrick Taylor in some capacity, one through three, fine, so be it. But Lou Nichols has been number four, in my opinion. So he has the added advantage of being a seventh round pick, but I'm going to say they release all four again, and depending on injury status, right? They might have to put a couple of those guys on IR, depending on how serious the injury are. We just don't know at this point, but I'm going to say they release all four and then try to get as many as they can back on the practice squad. So we'll go over that practice squad decision in just a moment. But for now, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon on the 53. And remember, Let's say you do have three guys on the practice squad, right? Like let's say three of the four, you can keep calling those guys up for a while um, and using their eligibility for call-ups before you run out of eligibility. And then you can kind of make a decision at that point as injuries stack up through the course of the season. So Jones and Dylan, two running backs. Fullback, H-back. This is a very difficult one for me. And I, I was actually pondering maybe doing a full episode on this, but I'll just kind of cover it right now. If Tyler Davis was still healthy... I do not think I would have Josiah DeGuara on the 53-man roster. And I might be crazy for that. I just don't think he's played well. I don't think he's developed the way that they were they were expecting. I don't think he's had a major role in this offense. And let me put it to you this way, right? They moved him to fullback slash H-back or whatever, right? The tight ends at that point when, when Tyler Davis was on the roster was Musgrave, Kraft, and Tyler Davis. And Josiah DeGuara really wasn't all that much in that sort of discussion. I think those three were going to be the three that primarily played the tight end position. And then you had Henry Pearson and Josiah DeGuara as the H-back fullbacks. But here's the thing. If you just need a fullback slash kind of H-back, I think Henry Pearson's the better true fullback of the two. 
And I haven't been super impressed with really anything out of DeGuar at this point. Yeah, his routes haven't been super sharp. It, like, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see it. So I do think with the Tyler Davis injury that that opens up the likelihood that Josiah does make the team. I'm not still 100% sold on that. Remember also that DeGuara is in the last year of his deal and you know that could give an advantage to Henry Pearson too. I think that battle might be a little bit closer than maybe some people think. Based on the Tyler Davis injury, I am going Josiah DeGuara right now, but that that could change over the course of the next couple of weeks if things you know kind of continue on the path that they're on. But for now, I'm going to say fullback H-back Josiah DeGuara. Wide receiver, I am keeping seven because I don't want to lose any of these seven. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Samore Toure, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Grant DuBose, and Malik Keith. All of them are young. All of them are talented. All of them are 53-man roster caliber players. And I know you might be thinking seven wide receivers, Andy, you can't keep, they have kept seven in the past, first of all. The second thing is, as I talked about on the full, it's not about the 53, it's about the 69-man roster breakdown. Your goal is to keep the best players that you don't want to lose to another team. I think there's a decent chance that they could potentially get away with releasing either Malik Heath or Grant DuBose and keeping them on the 53. I just wouldn't risk it at this point. I think they're too talented, and I think that you give them every opportunity to earn those reps you know, through the course of the season, and I think you're going to be able to get away with it with the way we structure this roster and as I kind of go and continue to go through this. So Watson, Dobbs, Toure, Reed, Wicks, DuBose, and Malik Heath. I'm keeping all seven. I think, again, all of them in their either rookie or second year, all of them tremendously talented. Obviously, Watson, Dobbs, Toure, and Reed aren't going anywhere. I really don't think Wicks is going anywhere, which would potentially mean DuBose and Malik Heath are fighting for that one spot. If I'm Green Bay, I'm just keeping both. So that's where I'm going right now, and they keep all seven. Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now thankfully, the day of the game I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Tight end might be a little interesting here, but I'm saying they will keep three, but, but, all right, so I'm saying they keep Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. Obviously, that is not a debate. I'm saying that they're going to put a waiver claim in for somebody that gets cut 
on the roster cut down. So I know that waiver claims I just said they don't happen all that often. I think they're going to go waiver claim shopping or maybe even trade a conditional seventh round pick for somebody that might get cut at that position. They don't have a blocking tight end on the roster and they need to remedy that in some way, shape or form. And there are some teams that are, you know, four or five deep at tight end that I think could potentially move on from a tight end. And I think Green Bay is going to very much look at, again, either the waiver wire or trading a conditional seventh round pick or something for one of those tight ends. So I think they will keep three tight ends, not including DeGuara, which we said is H-back fullback at this point, but I think they'll keep Musgrave, Tucker Craft, and then they will add somebody after the cutdowns to that roster. Who that is, your guess is as good as mine at this point. I'm not going to put a name in there. So I'm saying Musgrave, Craft, and waiver claim at this point. So those, those are my three tight ends. Insert mystery player, whoever you want it to be at that spot. Offensive lineman, I would have loved to have kept 10. I think the Luke Tenuta injury made this go from 10 to 9, to be totally honest. But I'm, yeah, I'm right now I'm only keeping 9, and I just don't think there's a 10th worth keeping. So you got David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon Jr., Zach Tom, Yash Nyman, Rashid Walker, Caleb Jones, and Sean Ryan. Now, part of this is dependent upon Caleb Jones's health. If he's not healthy and it's going to be an injury that takes him through the start of the season, that could change the calculus there a little bit. But who, who else do you want to keep on that list? Jake Hansen? Royce Newman? I don't know. I just don't see it. Kadeem Telford, an undrafted free agent. James Empey, it might be the one that I would keep as the 10th. If we, if, the, if like you had to ultimately decide right now today, you had to keep 10 if you told me that, I think I might go Empey. Like I've almost seen a little bit of upside out of him, but I don't feel great about any of those. That's another place where they could potentially look at a, a waiver claim or a, a trade of some sort to pick up a little bit more depth there. But here's the thing. You usually keep eight guys active on the, on the active, you know, roster on game days. And you usually keep, you know, a, a, a tackle, a, 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 you know, either a center or a guard, and then one additional guy, right? So, you know, Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Tom, Nyman, and then, you know, Nyman's going to be your swing tackle. Sean Ryan's going to be your interior guy. And then you probably keep Rasheed Walker active too. And I think the thing is, is that with Zach Tom's versatility, Elton Jenkins' versatility, you know, Runyon can play a little bit uh, of a couple different spots. Like, I, you know, Sean Ryan can play guard or center. They've used, like, they've, they've, you know, tried to cross train these guys as much as possible that I think you still feel comfortable with your eight guys that you have on game days for a variety of different positions. So do I think they'd like to have maybe one more interior guy? I do, but I think they'll keep a couple guys in the practice squad and call people up as needed, including MP who we'll talk about in a little bit. All right. So nine offensive linemen. So on offense, two quarterbacks, two running backs, a fullback, seven wide receivers, three tight ends, nine offensive linemen. All right, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. On the defensive line, Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks, and Jonathan Ford. I am keeping six defensive linemen. Five of them are clear and obvious, you know, right? Those five are not going anywhere in any capacity. The only question here is, do they keep Jonathan Ford? And I think based off of what we've seen so far, the answer has to be yes. I think he has shown a legitimate step up in his game from a season ago. They kept him on the 53 last year when he was not ready to play at all. He looks ready to play now. So I can't imagine that they don't keep him on the 53. I'm excited about Jonathan Ford. He he's shown a real get off from the from the line, you know, and, and getting into the backfield. He's held up well at the point of attack. He looks in so much better shape than he was a season ago. That's just not a guy at that size. Like there's not many humans that size with Jonathan Ford. I think it's worth keeping an eye on him for another season and seeing what he can do. I think he's earned that spot, and I'm keeping six defensive linemen. 
At edge, same thing. I'm keeping six here as well. I'm going with Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Lucas Van Ness, Kingsley, JJ, Nigbari, Justin Hollins, and Brenton Cox. And I think Brenton Cox has showed enough that he's worth keeping and that you don't want to subject him to waivers. And then I think that Justin Hollins is the one that's interesting here because he's been a starter in almost all of camp. I would not lock him up simply because of that, meaning like I don't think he's a roster lock at this point. We've seen players in the past. We've seen Ray Wilborn get a bunch of time with the ones only to get cut. You know, we've seen Ben Braden on the offensive line spend a ton of, you know, ton of time with the ones only to get cut. So I don't think that that necessarily guarantees him any roster spot. In fact, I'm going to talk about another player who's spent a lot of time with the ones who I think might get cut as well. But I'm going to say Justin Hollins makes it. I think he's played well on teams. I think he's rushed very, very well. I think he's held up well at the point of attack. And like I said, I don't think you want to release Brenton Cox either. Enigbare, Van Ness, Smith, and Gary are clearly not going anywhere. I think we've seen actually Van Ness and Enigbare and Hollins and Cox on special teams. So I think all of them are going to be able to help there. So I'm saying they keep six edge rushers. Linebacker was one of my toughest decisions. Obviously, Campbell and Quay are not going anywhere. And then you've got Isaiah McDuffie, you've got Tariq Carpenter, and you've got Eric Wilson. And the thing is, is all three are pretty integral to special teams. And I wanted to keep five. I just didn't have the numbers to be able to do it. I kept McDuffie and Carpenter. I think Carpenter has too much upside as a safety turn linebacker and plays extremely well on special teams. Isaiah McDuffie, I think, is legitimately the, the third best linebacker on the team. He's at a really nice camp and he's a core special teams guy. And that left Eric Wilson being released. I did think, and we'll, we'll talk about this in just a second as well, but I thought the, the final roster spot to me came down to Eric Wilson or Dallin Levitt. If it's me, I'm keeping Eric Wilson. And the reason being is because I think they're both core special teams guys. I think they're both really good at it, but I think Eric Wilson can actually play linebacker if you need him to. Dallin Levitt, core special teams guy, really good at it, but I don't think he can play safety if you need him to. And if it came down to both of those, I would go Eric Wilson. I think the Packers, and especially if Rich Passaccia has a say in it, which he will, I think they go Dallin Levitt. But I think either way, they will try to get both of those guys on the roster, either on the 53 or the practice squad in some capacity, so that they can call the other one up probably on game days if they want to. But right now I'm saying four, Campbell, Quay, McDuffie, and Carpenter. At corner, I'm going to keep Eric Stokes on the pup list to begin the season. I think the uh, Carrington-Valentine play has allowed them to do that and buy a little bit more time for Stokes and not have to make an additional basically cut at this point and give Stokes even more time to recover. So I'm going to say Jair, Douglas, Nixon, and Valentine. And then I kind of left Shamar Jean Charles as like, there's no chance he's coming back. He's had a really nice week of practice, including going back to how he played in that game against the Bengals. That's some of the best football I've seen him play at another nice day on Sunday, really Sunday and Monday in practice. He, I think he's maybe the, the light's gone on a little bit and he's sort of realized that, hey, it might be now or never. And he's kind of a core special teams guy as well. So right now I'm keeping him as the fifth and only going with five corners. Remember, Savage can kind of kick in at corner a little bit too if need be. But Jair Douglas, and specifically in the slot, you're not playing him outside, obviously. But Jair Douglas, Nixon, Valentine, and Shamar Jean Charles as my five corners. And then at safety, I am keeping five as well. Darnell Savage, Tavarius Moore, Rudy Ford, Anthony Johnson Jr., and Dallin Levitt. As I mentioned, I think the difference between Levitt and Eric Wilson, you could go either way there. You might be wondering... Jonathan Owens, he's not going to make the team. He spent a lot of time with the ones. And right now he has been the starter alongside Darnell Savage. 
that does not mean anything. I just went over a couple of guys who have been the starter for a huge portions of the offseason and training camp who ultimately were released, and they're not the only two. And right now, I think Tavarius Moore has been better. I think Savage has been better. I think you can make the argument between Rudy Ford and, and Jonathan Owens, but Ford, Levitt, Anthony Johnson Jr., Tavarius Moore, all those guys are going to be core special teamers. And I think they do it better than Jonathan Owens as well. So I'd love to see Simone Biles and uh, you know Jonathan Owens stick around. I really would. And he, there's still a real legitimate chance that he's on the 53. But if I had to decide today, I'm going Savage, Moore, Ford, AJJ, and Dallin Levitt. Kicker, Anders Carlson, long snapper, Matt Orzek, and then punter. As much as I've talked about, I don't think it makes sense to keep a 32-year-old punter with this specific team, go with the younger guy and see if he can develop. I think they keep Pat O'Donnell. I think he's been better than Whelan, not by a ton, but by enough where I think it's decisive and I think he ultimately gets a spot. So I'm going Carlson, O'Donnell, and Orzek. For an exemption, you get Kenneth Odomegwu. I do think they'll keep him around as a roster exemption. They gave him the game ball the other day. I don't think they do that and then just end up releasing him. And there's no reason to release him. You literally get a a roster exemption for him. So I think he'll stick around uh, for that reason. On IR, you've got Tyler Davis and Luke Tenuta. Tenuta, they have not put on IR yet. Technically, neither uh, is Tyler Davis, but I think both of those guys will end up there. On the PUP list, you still have Eric Stokes. And then here is my 16-man practice squad, Austin Allen, the tight end, Keyshawn Banks, the edge rusher, James Empey, the center guard, Tyrell Ford, the corner safety, mostly corner in in practices so far, Tyler Goodson at running back, Jake Hansen at guard slash center, a little bit of a veteran experience there that you can call up to the 53 on game days if you do need an interior player to be your emergency backup. William Hooper, the corner, who's had a really nice camp in preseason. Alex Magoo, Bo Melton at wide receiver. Lou Nichols at running back. Henry Pearson at fullback. Jimmy Phillips at inside linebacker. Kadeem Telfort along the offensive line at tackle. Keandre Thomas at corner. Eric Wilson at inside linebacker. And Emmanuel Wilson at running back. So those are my 16 on the practice squad, which will give you depth at some of those positions, like the running backs, right? Two guys on the 53, but three on the practice squad. You know, at tight end, you kept three, but Austin Allen is on the practice squad. The offensive line only kept nine, but you got Kadeem Telford and Jake Hansen back, um, you know, for, for the practice squad there. So that brings you up to 11 and so on and so forth. Corner, same thing, right? You only kept five, uh, but you were able to get Keandre Thomas and you were able to get William Hooper back which in Tyrell Ford too, which brings you up to eight. So some of those positions that didn't have as many on the active, you supplement it by keeping a few more on the practice squad. Players that were cut outright and not either on the 53 or on the practice squad, Corey Ballantyne, the corner, Jadakis Bonds, the wide receiver, Cody Crest, the wide receiver, Gene DeLance along the offensive line, Innis Gaines, corner safety, Broughton Hatcher, the long snapper, Jason Lewan, defensive line, Nate McCrary, running back, Aaron Mosby, edge, Adrian Moultre, defensive line, Royce Newman, offensive line, Benny Sapp at safety, Dre Miller, wide receiver, tight end, Jonathan Owens at safety, Cole Schneider at center, Chris Slayton on the defensive line, Patrick Taylor at running back, Deuce Watts at wide receiver, and Daniel Whelan at punter. The one I want to talk about there really quick is Patrick Taylor. And this is an interesting one because if you listen to the job description from Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst, pass protection, special teams, catching the ball. Patrick Taylor does all of them well. He matches the description better than any of the other running backs, but that's if you keep a number three. 
they didn't keep a number three. They kept other players who were going to be better on special teams. Guys like Josiah DeGuara at fullback, your whoever you claim at tight end, your, you know, your your edge rushers, your inside linebackers, your corners, your safeties that you kept on the roster, I think are going to be able to do that better. And now you have the ability to call up whatever two players you think are going to help you most on special teams, and you can kind of decide from there. So I think Green Bay will will potentially go in the, the direction of just keeping the better players, which would be Goodson. And um, in Emmanuel Wilson, and then I think they're going to want to keep Lou Nichols just based on the fact that they used the seventh round pick on him. See if he can maybe develop a little bit along the way. So that is my final 53 man roster, 16 man practice squad to go through at lightning mode. Jordan Love, Sean Clifford, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Josiah DeGuar at fullback, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Samore Toure, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Grant Dubose, and Malik Keith at wide receiver, Musgrave Craft in a waiver claim slash trade at tight end. Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Tom, Nyman, Walker, Jones, and Ryan along the offensive line. Clark, Slayton, Wyatt, Wooden, Brooks, and Ford on the defensive line. Gary Smith, Vaness, Enigbari, Hollins, and Cox along the edge. Linebacker is Campbell, Quay, McDuffie, and Carpenter. Corner is Jair, Douglas, Nixon, Valentine, and SJC. Safety is Savage, Moore, Ford, Anthony Johnson Jr., and Dallin Levitt. Kicker Carlson, Punter O'Donnell, long snapper Orzek. Odomegwu as a exemption, Davis and Tenuta on IR, Stokes on Pup, and then Austin Allen, Keyshawn Banks, James Empey, Tyrell Ford, Tyler Goodson, Jake Hansen, William Hooper, Alex Magoo, Bo Melton, Lou Nichols, Henry Pearson, Jimmy Phillips, Kadeem Telford, Keandre Thomas, Eric Wilson, and Emmanuel Wilson on the practice squad. That's going to do it for me today. Let me know below how many you think I got right, how many you think I got wrong, why you're happy that I'm not a GM, etc., etc. I'll be right back here tomorrow, but until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. 